Welcome to MedHeads, the weekly show that brings a biopsychosocial focus to issues of the day, along with special guests who will showcase their expertise and enthusiasm about their field of practice. Your host, Dr. Fergal Armstrong. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong, and welcome to MedHeads. Joining us today is Rick Kiley from VisionQuest. Rick has run over 50 retreats to help people wake up to their true purpose. It was his adventure with cancer at the age of 21 that inspired him to create the VisionQuest process and to give others their own unique experience of deep self-understanding. He is the father of two children who were born at home in Australia. He has created an undefinable loving family with his ex-wife. He lives in Bali. He plays and works with his girlfriend. He likes to write and surfs most days. Rick, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Fergal, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm good. It's been good, a beautiful good. day. So, glad so to be here. I've had this. You're the founder of Vision Quest, and that's spelt with a Y. Why the Y? Tell me the story behind behind that. The main reason for the Y. There's two reasons. One is that this this work that I do is is about asking you why you're alive and looking at your life's purpose and the the, the deepest most important dreams that you have and really discovering the why behind your life and mm-hmm. um, and then the second reason is because vision quest with a y dot com is available as a as a URL <laughs> so when I was doing a bit of rebranding um that became that became kind of a, a symbol of my my brand and my 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 message you know is is discovering your why and now it's now it's visual in how i spell yeah. it yeah so you you discovered your why when you were 21 do you want to tell me a little bit about that story sure um yeah i had i had an adventure with leukemia when i was 21 years old uh, and it was um it was about uh, it was it was very scary. I got really sick when I first got diagnosed with it. I'd been living in Indonesia for a year doing a university exchange program, and um, by the time I'd got I got medical help in the United States, which is where I'm from, I was I was really sick, and I uh, went through about eight months of treatment. Obviously, it was successful, and it turned out to be a really really a huge blessing in my life to be able to see that my life is temporary and I had a mentor at that time who started to um, coach me and ask me questions about my my why and what was important to me and who I wanted to be so uh, that became you know a real turning point in my life um, and this the seeds for the work that I do now were were planted at that time and I knew that I wanted to help other people have have an, an experience like that, where you're realizing how precious and temporary your life is, and starting to connect with yourself in a different way, and understand yeah. yourself, and understand what All your right. gifts are. All right. So you've now done 50 Vision Quest retreats, haven't you? I mean, you know, what was your first retreat, and how would you compare that to your most recent retreat? That's a great question. Well, my first retreat was a a retreat that was specifically for young adult cancer survivors. 
Yeah. And it was, you know, when you, when you start something new, especially when it's so close to your heart, it's pretty scary. And I, I procrastinated on that, procrastinated on that for about 13 years after I had leukemia. Yeah. And uh, the, the point just came where I knew that I wanted to have more of an impact. And I knew that I, I could, I had, a, I had something to offer people. And that was the bridge is working with the young adult cancer survivors because I'd been there and I knew what the, I knew what the pains were and I knew what the, the struggles were. And I knew I could connect with them and help them, even if the program was like <laughs> um, very new and still working out the kinks. Sure. So um, that was the first retreat for young adult cancer survivors. So five people came that was in Australia. It was it was a beautiful success, a beautiful experience. And my most recent retreat. Um, so after doing about five or six of the young adult cancer survivor retreats, I started running them just for anyone. Mostly it's professionals and entrepreneurs. And my last one happened about two months ago, right on the cusp of when COVID-19 started that was lucky. changing the world. <laughs> yeah. We were really lucky. We got to finish yeah. it. Um, man, the, the, the program has just been revised and improved you know, over the 50 retreats. So it's a really tight process now. Yeah, um, yeah it was, they were both beautiful. <laughs> so what lessons have you learned in that journey from the first to the 50th vision quest retreat one lesson is you just have to keep keep going and if you once you find your thing yeah um it doesn't mean that life's going to be easy uh it doesn't mean that that um it's it's you know once once you found it then it's all laid out and you just show yeah. up and just do your thing yeah. There's going to be challenges. There's 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 going to be improvement, um, and just to feel grateful for every time that you get to yeah. you know step onto your stage, whatever that is, and work face to face with people and and refine how you do it, get better at it. Um, so yeah, one yeah. lesson is you you just just keep going. <laughs> so I mean that that's great to hear. Um, my understanding of what happens at a vision quest retreat is that you provide people the opportunity to explore a deep understanding of who they are and where they are where, where they are and where they want to be is that is that correct or have i missed the point of your your retreats no that's that's it I, there's there's probably three main keys and one is the first is just to reconnect with yourself uh and people have you know all different ideas and experiences of what that means and that's great but it gives you the time to to slow down, take a break from the craziness in your life, yeah. and spend time in a in a in a meditative state, but also with a lot of fun and play and adventure. Yeah. Um, and then, really, for the for the first time for most people, connecting with their life's purpose of really yeah. the person that they're they're here to be, and then crafting a vision for fulfilling that purpose and all the different areas of your life that are really important to you and yeah. yeah crafting a vision of your dreams and you're also a writer i believe i, I am a writer um writing is a, a really huge part of this process and it's been i think it's the bridge from something to go from 
an idea to reality and it's also a good way to connect with yourself and understand yourself i write i write most days um uh yeah stay tuned for uh, a book on the way it's in its it's in its infancy right now uh-huh. but um yeah i love writing yeah yeah so overall i believe that your your life's passion is helping under is helping other people understand their life's purpose is that correct mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's the that's at the core of that, what I that's do. the core of it isn't it yeah so tell me what is life's purpose what's your life's purpose and how, how, how do you find someone else's life's purpose okay this is these are good questions and I'm going to start with some uh, misconceptions that people have about life purpose that's just from I don't know what from school and parents and society but um, the first one is that you're so one of the one of the blocks that I see is when people are working or trying to understand it is that the mind goes to how can I monetize this what sort of yeah. business am I going to create what project I'm going to going to am I going to create that's going to create an income and it's putting the cart before the horse and actually makes it harder to understand really what your purpose is so you have to put that aside and right. and realize that once you connect with your purpose then there are going to be different ways for you to express your purpose and fulfill it and a business or a project or something that does bring in income is 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 the best you know and that's my wish for people but at the beginning you got to put that to the side because you otherwise your mind kind of closes it down too early when you're discovering your purpose and from what i've seen your purpose is the way that you uniquely you uniquely uplift and empower other people and it's primarily a way of being so right. it's kind of like you can imagine you know, you can be trained at something, you can be an, an expert at something, but the way I think of it is it's like 50% of your effectiveness is just in your presence. <laughs> it's like your yeah. energy. And you might yeah. be able to relate to that. You know, when you're really in your flow, it's just being present with someone. And then from there, you know what questions to ask or what you know suggestions to make or you know what energy to give them whether you're being really stern with them or you're being nurturing um so it takes some of the pressure away from like oh this is this is my purpose i have to do it perfectly it's more like once you understand it then you can start doing it on purpose and being how you were you know really designed to be yeah so for, if I can uh, reflect back to you, what I've understood from that is basically what firstly you need to remove any form of or any concept of monetization from the thinking behind identification of one's purpose, because that clouds one's judgment. And secondly, you said something to me that really chimes with me personally, because I mean, I'm, I'm passionate about the diagnosis of purpose, my purpose, you know, the purpose for other people. When people come to see me and they, they feel lost, and I say, well, what's your purpose in life? I personally feel that, what, that man's purpose, i.e. every one of us, our purpose, is service to our fellow man. And I think that chimes with what you've just said about empowering other people. Would you agree with that? Would you have a thought on that? Yeah, I have a, I have a a little anecdote from a retreat that answers that well we were 
So sometimes we'll be sitting around a table, you know, say the lunch table and just coming up with things to talk about. And so one day we were doing that and I asked, I asked people, someone else asked, uh, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? And everyone said things like, you know, um, you couldn't get hurt or you could, you know, travel instantly anywhere in the world or be invisible yeah. or things like that. Yeah. And then we asked, then I asked, if you could have a spiritual superpower, what would it be? And everyone sat, sat quiet for about a minute and thought about it. And as we went around the table, everyone said almost the same thing in their own different way. And it was, I would relieve other people's suffering and yeah. I would help them understand how powerful they are. Yes. And optimization like, of others function, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. It, it's like everyone has this sense of like, oh, when you, you know, you have a unique way that relieves other people's suffering and helps yeah. them. You just want them to know who they are and, and yeah. be themselves and give their gifts. Yeah. And one of the things that I spend a lot of time discussing with people is the idea that you don't have to be a superhero to help somebody else. You don't have to have a superhero purpose. You don't have to be a superhero. You just have to be a man or a woman, a human being, and show kindness. And that can be purpose in and of itself. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I think that that message is super powerful. It's like if you if you wait until you're perfect or until yeah. you don't have any more problems before you help yeah. someone, you're, yeah. you're gonna die before you help anyone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You don't have to be perfect to reach out to someone else and to help them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Good Samaritan wasn't perfect, and neither do you have to be. So, yes. you know, I often wonder, you know, we, we grow up, we, 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 we grew up in a, in, a, in a world where some of us feel that, you know, our, our life is mapped out from an early age, and then all of a sudden life goes awry and our, and our previous plans don't pan out, and, you know, and that's when we get lost. Do you think that school plays a positive role or a negative role in, in the development of purpose or the identification of individuals' purpose? Yeah, this is a good, good question. I would say my opinion is that school does not foster what, a, a child's connection with their purpose uh, for Why most kids. Why do you kids. say that? Because the, the model, how the, what the model of success is in school is you know you think back what it took to get an a in your class it was show up um whether you wanted to or not whether you were interested or not be quiet um you know follow the instructions that the teacher gave you do the work that the teacher gives you and you know take the tests and do well but they don't even ask you if you're interested or mm. how you want to learn yeah and yeah. So from when we're five years old, we're being trained to ignore our inner inspiration and our, our passions and our curiosities and our interests and to, you know, to fit into learning in this one way. And for yeah. some kids, it works. And mm. also for some kids, they just know what they want to be or they, they have this calling in them, you know, whether it is down an academic path like being a doctor or whether it's a more creative path you know yeah. being a singer or something like that yeah. 
But for like everyone, everyone else, most people have to go through a journey to connect yeah. with their purpose. And, and school normally doesn't foster that journey. It actually disconnects you from that knowing. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that chimes with me that you've just alluded to is the fact that not every child learns at the same rate. And so, for instance, I mean, I, I speak of myself. I had very poor English and linguistic skills when I was young. I mean, some people, some of my colleagues say I still do. But, you know, I was identified as a slow learner in English. So I believe that, that one's, the domains of academic achievement at school the speed of that progression varies according to each domain and so not everyone is good at everything at any given time um, and I, I you know my personal experience of school in that regard was somewhat invalidating you know it's, uh, it took me a while to get my purpose yes and um obviously you speak very well and look at what you're doing now you know you're you're interviewing people and yeah. having engaging conversations with people so it's like whatever you know I, I think it's so i love the stories that you know a professional musician in school the teacher said oh you know you need to give up music yeah. or a writer yeah. that said the teacher says you know yeah. you'll never write you're a horrible writer it's just it's just in that model you're you're asked to write a certain way and if that's not your way of writing then it's it's yeah. really not not fun yeah i mean um the singer sting he was a teacher and was told never to give up his day job you know so that that's the thing isn't it you know when you have an idea of what your purpose is it can be and when you truly understand the implications of that of that recognition it can be very challenging because it sometimes takes you in a direction that that others would regard as well, really, you know, socially stupid, you know, I'm going to give up my day job and then follow this dream, you know. So how do you get the courage to actually do that? One of the things is that when you once you identify what your purpose is, then you can start your eyes are open in a new way in your life. And what I've seen is that life starts to give you uh, opportunities to fulfill your purpose so just like you said like with the guy who his life isn't perfect but he just wants to start being kind and, yeah. and being of service to people yeah. life is going to start to give him these little you know whatever he sees someone at the bus stop or someone in his family is in need or there's just going to be these openings for him to um, you know be in conversations or just do something kind for someone and as you start to do that more and more then you start to see more opportunities to do it and i believe that life gives you bigger opportunities to do it and you'll see when it's time for you to you know actually say launch a project or start a business um, and people have their their own pace of doing things you know some people yeah. need to need to burn all the ships as they say you know you just launch something <laughs> burn all your bridges so you have yeah. to make it work yeah. Or some people need need that security, and they start to do something on the side when they have a you know a job, and the, and then eventually that just builds. And if it's their purpose, they're gonna they're gonna succeed at it one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So there is a lot of hard work though in this, isn't there? It's not it's not an easy journey. You still have to walk the steps. You have to climb the mountains, but at least you know which direction sure. you're going in. Yes, and that's 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 what I would say is the difference. Like when you when you don't know your purpose, you know, life is hard anyway and you're yeah. working hard. 
and there's challenges in life and there's relationships and all that stuff but you don't you don't even really know what you've been put here to do so there's yeah. this sense of just feeling off deep inside of you yeah and then when you do the work to to get that clarity of who you are and what direction you want your life to head and what you want yeah. to contribute then you start to move on that path and yes it's it's it is hard <laughs> there are the most magical moments but you're also coming face to face with your fears and the beliefs that hold you back and on the path of your purpose there's no escaping those you know i face yeah. these uh, i'm yeah. sure you face these uh, yeah. anyone who's really you know blazing a trail of purpose in their life is going to have to keep stepping up yeah so i mean for me the identification of one's purpose tells you which direction where uh, where you have to walk but you still have to make those steps but i suppose it's easier to make those steps when you have an endpoint in sight or when you know which direction you're going and i suppose that's a roundabout way also of alluding to resilience and the need for resilience in life what's your view of resilience and purpose i i think that purpose is the the greatest source of resilience yeah. and the reason is because when you find your thing like i can just i just know looking at my life as an example once i found my thing i know i'm going to be doing some version of this these vision quests you know whether it's in retreat or online or through books or coaching or i don't know speaking to people i'm going to be doing some version of this until the day I die. Like yeah. there was there's nothing I would rather be spending my time doing and creating yeah. than helping people get this clarity. Yeah. And I know that it's not going to be you know it's going to be easy. I I face my biggest fears on this path, you know. I yeah. want to get it right. I want to succeed at this and the things that are dearest to our heart we're most afraid about not doing well or failing at yeah. um so just to have to have that aim and to have <laughs> the the understanding of who you are is yeah. it's such a game changer so without purpose life is hard with purpose life is still hard but it gives you the resilience to cope and the direction to walk in that's what i'm hearing from you yes yeah um as far as it's almost like resilience isn't even it's not even something you need to think about because you are resilient is the, what what you're aiming at is so important to you that you know you're never going to give up you're you're going to die before you give up and yeah. so you you have this source of resilience that you don't even have to say i mean okay maybe sometimes you do have to remind yourself and say this is a situation where i'm going to call on my resilience because this this aim my purpose is so important and you know people's purposes are normally about uplifting and empowering other people and when you know that other people are depending on you isn't the right way to put it but other people will benefit from you just keeping stepping on your purpose and if yeah. you stop you're robbing them from some gift that you have some way that you have to help them that's enough that's another super resilient thought that's like i'm yeah. not going to be selfish and stop or slow down i'm going to keep yeah. going so you're also yeah, it's a whole whole other level of resilience 
I mean, if I can allude to the Celestine prophecy, you're also, by not following your purpose, robbing yourself of the opportunity of being enriched by others on your, on your journey. Yeah. 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 And another thing, too, is when you start, when you start paying attention to your purpose, you start paying attention to other people's purposes and allowing them to fulfill their purpose by helping you or working with you. Yeah. And realizing that we all we all have our own unique purposes. No one has everything figured out. We yeah. all need to. It's like a web. I, I see it as a web and we're all tied together. And so like I lift you up and then you lift me up. And then yes. we, we yes. keep everyone keeps yes. moving everyone else up. Yes. Yes. So by mutual cooperation, we can get through life. But you, you, you mentioned yeah. resilience um, almost as a byproduct of purpose. That that concept interests me. Do you, do you think that resilience comes before or after purpose? That's a really good question. And my my first response to that is that it, it comes before. <laughs> it, I don't know, chicken or the egg. But because even to even to get to the place where you discover your purpose, you have to be extremely resilient. There are yeah. there are years and even decades when we're just going along and trying different things and we have books that inspire us and teachers that inspire us and maybe some jobs and mentors that inspire us. But it's kind of like we, we go down those paths and they don't quite work and then we yeah. redirect and we try mm -hmm. a different way. And at each one of those redirections, you are building up your resilience. Um, yeah, and you're then learning I from your own mistakes. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're, you are, if you're paying attention, you are getting more clear. You know, mm. you, we should be taking steps forward closer to our purpose, yeah. closer to the things that bring us meaning and, and joy and inspiration. But it, it can be encouraging when we, when we live a dream or we, you know, we fulfill a project or so you take a job that you thought was your dream job and you're yeah. there for a while. And then you realize, hey, this this isn't quite, you know, I've outgrown it or it's not fulfilling me anymore. And then yeah. that can be discouraging at the end of that. But, you you know, you just pick yourself up and go, OK, now I've learned all this new stuff about what is important to me and what doesn't work for me. The next job that I take or the next business I create is going to have these new aspects in it of what's really important to me. Yeah. So for those that don't have resilience, I mean, you know, in my field of experience and expertise, I look after people who don't have resilience and who have been trapped in a never ending cycle of substance use and dependency and craving and, and euphoria. I mean, I think that, that, that those individuals, those patients of mine who lack purpose really do suffer for that lack and, and a lack of purpose in them manifests as ongoing substance use. How, what would you say to that? Well, one thing I could say is uh, a long time ago in my life, I had a short period where I was using substances and what got me through that and out of that in a relatively quick time was my love for surfing. Right. And because, you know, I wasn't, I didn't feel strong. I was feeling lazy. I wasn't feeling motivated. And it, and so I could only hang out in that kind of dark place so long before I go, I love surfing so much that this isn't worth giving up surfing for. Mm. And so 
I, so I'm not sure for people who don't have something that they connect to so deeply, that's, you know, good for them physically and good for them spiritually. I think that then you have to go to, um, the more, the more deeper connection with people and with their own, with their own spirit and with their life. And like you but said, how do you, you know, do that? I mean, that, that's a, that's that, as a therapist for me, that's a very challenging statement. You know, it's nice. It's a nice idea in principle, but to actually achieve that goal, that journey for a patient, how do you do it? Well, one thing is I don't work with people. You know, I don't specialize in people who have um, the substance addictions. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> um, so okay, let me ask you another yeah. question then. If you see someone who is obviously rudderless in life, who just doesn't know where they're going, how do you help that individual find a rudder, find a purpose, find a direction in life? And secondly, well, yeah. having given them that direction, what, what changes do you see in their lives for the better? All right. So one of the things that I can, that I can offer for you that you might be able to use is so so after doing the retreats you know probably 30 times i noticed that there was a, a sequence that i was guiding people through in order to even get them ready to start to even look at their purpose right what i found was that you can't take someone straight to their purpose because right. there there are forces that don't want you to discover your purpose because your purpose is your greatest fuel source for change and the old ways and the fears don't want you to change. They want you to stay as you are, even if you're suffering. There are two topics or two questions that help to prime someone to even start to be able to look at their purpose. And one is the question of what do you appreciate? Connecting to gratitude in your life and looking all that you have achieved in your life and all the blessings that you've been given, even what you've given to other people. So mm. refocusing your attention on appreciation and gratitude. And nice. then from there, once you have a bit more of a connection and a foundation with gratitude is starting to ask someone, what inspires you? What makes you feel alive? What makes you feel yeah. happy? What makes you feel young? What makes you feel energized? Yeah. And so someone can start to it's almost starting to access different parts of their brain and different parts of their memory by changing changing their focus so everyone has these things even even you know people who are say uh pretty disconnected from themselves and from their inspiration they have had things in the past and they have had moments where they were passionate about something they might yeah. have to look into their childhood, but yeah. we, we have, you know, kids are alive and they're passionate and they're interested. So if you can help someone gently reconnect with some of those feelings and those memories, it can shine a light on a path in front of them that, that has some of those aspects in it. Mm. Yeah. I, I also feel that um, fear fear is a great barrier to self-realization self-actualization and, and specifically 
low self-esteem and the fear associated with that. And I, and I would imagine that, that, that the discovery of one's purpose goes a long way to dissolving uh, or mitigating that fear. Yes. Um, there's, there's a, you have a special connection with your purpose that at the beginning you have to, it is for sure, it's scary. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that in my experience with the fear as I've been living my purpose for, for yeah. almost a decade now. But at the beginning, it's, it's quite scary. And, but there's something in your purpose and knowing that if you, if you be this way, if you do this thing, it could help someone yeah. that is empowers you to step through the fear. Yeah. And as you're as you live your purpose more and more, I believe that you're called to expand your impact more and more. It could mean work with more people or work with people more deeply or or work with people in new ways or create something new. And that those at each of those those like growth points, the fear comes up again. You know, I I face it. It's, I I there's times when I have intense fear and intense low self-esteem, but I know that what I'm going for is worth is worth stepping through the fear and the low self-esteem and yeah. just recognizing again as the fear just doesn't want me to change. It just wants yeah. me to stay living my purpose at this level, but yeah. my heart and my soul want me to live it now at this level. So I, yeah. I'm going to have to go through fear to get there. Yeah. So uh, we, we've run out of time for today. What final message of hope can you give to people watching about your expertise and your, your life purpose and the discovery of life purpose? Uh, I, I can just say you, you have no idea how much your life can change and you have no idea about the, the clarity and the self-understanding that is inside of you and I, I want to encourage you to be patient with yourself and to ask yourselves those two questions. What do I appreciate and what inspires me? And sit down with a pen and paper and just journal on those two questions and see how it changes your state and see what comes to mind. And this is not about being perfect. It's not about setting a you know, a plan for your whole life and this and it's set and you don't have anything to worry about anymore. This is just about really deeply connecting to yourself and being authentic with yourself and having a reason that's big enough to keep stepping through the fear every day. Thank you, Rick. I really do appreciate your insights on this subject. And I, and I certainly hope that we can speak again very soon. Yes. Thanks so much, Fergal. Thanks for the great questions. And I look forward to next time. That's it for today's MedHeads. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like more information about Rick's courses, see the link below or watch this short video. Most people have lost touch with themselves and they don't know what they truly want in life. My Vision Quest process helps you embrace your sensitivity and discover your true purpose and dreams. People who have that kind of self-understanding can stop fighting life and just become the person that they were born to be.
there's something inside of you that's telling you that you might be ready for clarity like this and you'd love to connect with other purpose-driven entrepreneurs and professionals and get live coaching from me along the way, check out my group Vision Quest online. See you there.